Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes and I'm your host. I'm back with Marcus Johnson, regional educator for Redkin. And um, Marcus, for those people who did not uh, see the first interview, could you give us a little just a uh, quick uh, introduction of, who, of yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Marcus Johnson. I'm Redkin Regional Educator for Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and Northern Virginia. Um, and I've been doing this role about five years full time, but I've been a hairstylist behind the chair for 20 years. I just recently stepped away. Um, but yeah, I am just so ready uh, to really make some change in education and really help out uh, wherever I can uh, with anybody who's willing and open to, to new ways of, of doing hair and also new ways of building their business as well. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so in our last uh, conversation, you told us a little bit about uh, what it took to get to where you are. Um, just a little like recap. You started off uh, going to school and working, working as an assistant. It took about like, say, two years or so before you got on the floor and um, you kind of jumped around until you found your salon home. And then uh, you got turned on to education and uh, you went through the process to becoming an educator. And that took, how long did that, would you say that take? That oh, took? goodness. Uh, to become the actual educator? Uh, yeah, it took me about, let's see, when I took specialist up until I got the, the, the offer, about nine years. <laughs> wow. See, there you go. So persistence and hard work definitely pays off. Get you, get your dreams. Um, Okay, so for those uh, people listening who are interested in what it's like to be an educator, um, and if you want to know more about what it took uh, Marcus to get there, you can listen to the previous conversation. Um, today, we're going to talk about what it's like. So um, just a real quick, I did have a question um, about the process. Is the process that you explained all the, the different classes and um, certifications and interviews, is that still pretty much the way it is right now? Yeah, so um, we want to make sure that, you know, at Redkin, we want to make sure that you're well-versed in the color and, 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 and the products and, and how we do things. So they do uh, recommend that you take a, a specialist or an authority class, whether that be with color or uh, highlighting, balayage, any of those programs that really solidifies uh, your knowledge in your specific field. So we recommend that a lot of stylists take those before they go ahead and get their, uh, go for their hair color certification. Um, okay. and, and those are just, and they're just great tools to have also so that when you are working out there, you know, maybe you aren't going on that trajectory to be an educator, but you really got some great information and, and some great uh, knowledge uh, to pass on and really get creative with too. Yeah, and you could also turn around and uh, make some money and pay for that next test that you're going to take to get to your next level. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay, so let's see my questions. Um, okay, so why don't you give us a little? Um, what is like a typical week for Marcus, uh, the regional educator? Yeah, uh, so my territory is rather large, so um, I can be anywhere from. Ocean City, Lewis, Delaware. Uh, today, um, I was in Bel Air, Maryland, and then I went down to Pasadena. 
so I could be anywhere any given day. I could visit up to three salons a day, giving education, little bite-sized pieces, just to make sure people uh, get the education that they need. So if somebody needs some new education on Shades EQ or an update on what's happening with our styling products, I'm the person that they call to go in there and say, hey, you know, how's it going? And here's how this works and here's how it can work for you. Um, so I usually get in my car, you know, on an average day, about 7.30, 8 o'clock. I'll drive and I'll, I'll visit other salons and just make sure they're all doing okay. And, and um, really just making sure that we're providing accessible education uh, to everybody in the industry. We find that when we have access to education, that a lot more stylists can grow. And I'm happy to be a part of, of a team that is able to make it accessible too. Um, so I'll be out maybe eight or nine hours a day and then I'll come home and I'll do some computer work. <laughs> so, uh, like a typical day is, um, kind of checking out your, uh, the people that you work with or are part yeah. of your accounts or something like that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go yeah. and like, for example, I'll, you know, go up to my old salon that I used to work at, the, the Redkin Salon, and I'll say, hey, everybody, it's so good to see you. Just wanted to make sure you knew about this and you knew about this. And if you need a class on it, I'd love to come in here and show you how to use this product on some of our latest looks. So if we have a new lightener, let's have a balayage class. Or if we have some newbies that just got out of school and need a little bit more um, uh, foundation, then I can go in there and talk to them about the principles of uh, foil placement because we know how to do the foils, but do we have the know-how around the placement too? And that's big. Um, maybe we have some veterans in, in the salon that are very good at highlighting, but they have no clue what happens when you balayage. So can we have a class where I get the veterans involved and we balayage and we don't go through the principles of that and how that goes? And how do we use Shades EQ? That's probably one of the things I talk about at least three times a week, maybe four. Uh, but I talk a lot about Shades EQ. So if you ever need a class on Shades EQ, you know who to call. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, um, for everybody's knowledge, uh, Marcus uh, took care of us uh, at the salon I'm at in, in Georgetown. And um, it was a great class. And we look forward to having him again. And, and he came by and... Um, and just said, what's up? And uh, I was like, oh man, I, what's up? Let's book a class, you know? And had you not come in, like I, maybe I wouldn't have even thought about that, you know, until later, a later date, I don't know. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. What about like uh, teaching classes? Like how do you, can you teach a class at any point during the day or is it pretty standard on Mondays, Sunday or Monday? Oh no, so I, I'm full time. So I teach classes five days a week. Um, I'm in the field Monday through Friday. And I'll usually have one afternoon class and then I'll have one uh, morning class. Um, and sometimes for some people, I'll be doing night classes because, you know, as stylists, you know, we're all busy, especially coming back from COVID. You know, we're all trying to work and get our clients in. So we make it accessible so we can go in in the evening and say, hey, let's all learn together. And people are a little bit more relaxed and uh, they can really have a good time learning in their environment after work. Um, but yeah, these, the, the classes, they're just everywhere, everywhere. So, and, uh, it's so you, uh, you'll teach a class and then in between classes, that's when you'll bounce around or will some days you'll just kind of bounce around to say what's up to all your accounts or. Yeah, usually. And, and thank you for that. Usually what I'll do is, is I'll do a class, 
visit some people, do a class, visit some people. But if I don't have any classes on a very, very rare day, uh, then I'll just go around and visit people and say, hey, and say, you know, we're always accessible. I'll leave a card and say, call me when you're ready for a class. They usually call the next day and say, when can we do a class? You know, I mean, if somebody walked into any salon and said, hey, I am an educator with your color and I'd love to give you a complimentary class, compliments of the brand. You know, it's sort of silly not to say, yeah, because everybody needs education. We do know that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the industry. What about, um, what about the, what about any sort of like, um, non-local stuff? Do you do anything like, uh, where you have to go anywhere else other than the local area? Yeah. So, um, what happens sometimes, well, at least before COVID is that, uh, me and the other team of Redkin educators, because there's like 32 of us around the country, uh, that do this full time, uh, we'll usually get together and have a huge training just for us. Um, and we usually do those in Tampa, Florida, um, and we just grow together so we can grow the industry together. So we usually do that. Um, I go to different hair shows. When we go back to hair shows, I'm very excited to get back to those. I've worked at America's Beauty Show in Chicago. I've done um, Orlando, Premier Orlando. Um, I've done Symposium. Um I've done several hair shows and actually in 2019, I was at the behind the chair show that was, that was right here. And that was something else too. I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. And I didn't even, I didn't, they just said, Marcus, you're going. And I said, okay, (laughs) no problem. Um, So, you know, we do things locally, but when, when all this is lifted and we can all be together again safely, uh, I'll be happy to go out and, and do shows again. It's one of my favorite things to do, just to meet people from around the country. But now that we've been doing online classes too, I've been able to connect with people that way as well. Nice. And um, as far as uh, your, your own training, um, what, what type of um, expectations are on you as an educator when it comes to training? You said uh, once a year you get together with uh, everybody. Um, what about any for a training? What anything else? Is there what are type of expectations are there? Uh, expectations as far as our training? Yes. Oh no, we. I mean, so we we train. We have our own culture at Redkin. Um, so our our main goal is to. Uh, make sure that the stylists can learn better so they can ultimately earn better to ultimately live their best life as well. So the expectation is, is that we can give you all the tools to grow yourself. It's what you do with those tools is what really makes you that, that stylist that grows. So here are the tools and let's grow together. So that's a big expectation, especially when we're going into salons as often as I am is like, are we growing or are we staying the same? Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, do you have any advice for aspiring educators, people who want to get into get somewhere where you're at, with you know, at, at your level, um, or even just like I don't know, is there is there a be- a beginner level educator, or like are you like when it comes to tiers, you know, what tell us a little, get, help us understand that a little bit. Yeah. So all of us Redkin educators, we all came in at different times, and I'm one of the OG. Uh, educators, they created this role in 2019. So I was one of the first people hired on. Um, and so I don't, you know, as, as far as tier goes, we all have different skill sets. 
Um, but as far as experience in this role, I have a, a lot of experience and I've actually been able to train a lot of the other Redken educators around the country. So I'm very proud to be able to not only train and grow our stylists, but I'm actually able, I, I really enjoy growing our team too and giving them cool tips and tricks on how we go into salons and how we introduce ourselves and how we conduct ourselves in a class. You know, it's really easy to go in there and say, hi, this is Shazy Q. You know, <laughs> do you have presence? Do you have energy? And so we want to make sure that when we are doing that, that uh, we, we bring the energy as well. And if you've ever been to a Redkin event, you know, everybody asks, hey, are we going to be clapping today? <laughs> the answer is yes, we're going to be clapping today. So you you just wait. <laughs> okay, so um, what about uh, what about any advice uh, for aspiring educators? What do you got for us? Yeah, so first things first, don't get into a foot of money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you have to want to be able to educate from your heart. You know, you want to be able to want to give something to somebody. So a lot of people say, you know, is it the same as making money in the salon? It's different, right? And if money is your motivation to be an educator, then maybe you might want to think twice, right? Because, you know, we're, we're, we're actually providing something for somebody. And if you want to provide, you're paying somebody and you're getting, you're getting, you're be, giving knowledge help somebody remember you a little better. Like I'll be on the streets of DC and somebody will be like, oh my God, Marcus from Redkin. <laughs> and my husband's like, that's how they call you. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, if that's how I'm remembered, great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people's phones is Marcus, Marcus Redkin. Sometimes yeah. it's just Redkin, you know? I mean, so Your IG uh, handle is Marcus underscore right. Redkin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but I would say, you know, if you do want to become an educator, Make sure you take as many classes as possible and make sure you commit to a brand that you believe in. Don't just go around to any old little brand and say, oh, I like this color. Uh, I like I like this color or I like this product. You know, what do you like about the brand? Is this the, does the brand speak to your values? And do you speak to the values of the brand? Because a lot of us want to join something and don't know what we're joining. So if we do a little research and we know somebody and we can send a couple emails to say, hey, what are you about and what's your program about, then you'll probably know whether you want to be in education or not. Now, it's a lot different from teaching children and teaching adults because we know everything. So you have to have some patience. You have to be humble and you have to make sure that you're making it about the attendees in your class and not about yourself. I can tell everybody that, you know, I've worked fashion week. I can tell everybody that I've worked symposium. It means nothing unless they've learned something. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, how about, how about this question? Um, if you knew, knew what you know now, would you have done anything different? And that, that doesn't necessarily have to be like, a different path or maybe it could have just been something you would have done different early in your career to get to where you are who knows at anything whatever comes to your mind what i would have done differently huh if anything i probably would have assisted a little longer okay um i probably would have made sure that i took educational classes earlier um because that's that's really where we grow like it shouldn't be an option. Like if somebody offers you a class, you should take it. And 
for me, I wasn't always ready to take a class because they were on a Sunday or a Monday and that was my day off. And I was in the totally. salon all week. I don't want to, I don't want to sit with you all again. Totally. But, you know, I, you know, if, if anything that I would do differently, I would make sure that I take some more classes and assist a little longer because once I got out into the floor, I was a little lost. I was just like, you want to do a haircut? Okay. <laughs> sometimes it was good and sometimes it was like what'd you do to my hair you say you wanted a haircut that's what I did <laughs> that's good that's good so uh kind of get 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 going on your uh your path earlier by yes. uh, totally. taking as much education and putting in the work earlier yes. yeah and, and that's good. The, the thing about it was at that time it was still accessible I was just saying nope I don't need right. it because I'm me right yeah and it'll fall into my lap Everyone will not fall into your lap. You have to go get it. You have to be present for that type of education. Absolutely. You got practice. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, this is amazing. I think, um, I think a lot of people really, really like to hear your story. I, I've, I learned, I've been learning some things too. I actually don't know a whole lot about the inner workings of uh, product companies and how they figure out like work, figure out like who's the educators and what they actually do other than come show up and teach classes. So it was, uh, that was really awesome. Um, so I like to, I like to, um, end with a laugh. Um, but before I do that, I just want to give you a chance to, uh, if you have any final thoughts or words that you want to share. Yeah. Hey, you know, everybody you're, you're in a great place. If you're in the salon, if you're a salon, excuse me, if you're in the salon, you're a salon owner, you're in school, you're in a great place. And if you feel like you want to give up, don't do it. Keep going. Keep growing. Keep being stronger. Like that's, that's where real inner strength comes from. And the first time we run away when things get hard, you know, that, that doesn't help. So just make sure that if you're in it, you're in it. And if you get one setback, it's okay. You know, just keep going. We all get setbacks sometimes. But we can go so many directions in this industry. Like if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be where I am now, I'd be like, you know, okay. <laughs> I thought I was still going to be behind the chair, but it's just such a blessing that I didn't give up and that I did believe in myself when others even didn't believe in me. So that self-belief really helps. That self-strength really helps. And you all have it within you too. So if you can keep that fire going, Keep it going and you can go real, real far. I totally believe in that. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. All right. So uh, to wrap, end it with a laugh. I asked my guests to share their most embarrassing moment behind the chair or as it pertains to their careers. Uh, do you have something that comes to mind? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was working, I, I was working uh, at White Flint Mall at, at Robert Lewis and we were all a very, very close family. Like, I worked with some girls and they were practical jokers and I loved them. I, I just texted one the other day um, and the owner of the salon, I was off that day and he called me and he said, Marcus. And I said, yeah. And he was like, I need to see you at the salon at 9 a.m. tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, I, it sounds like I'm getting fired. And I had no idea why I was getting fired. I was just like, I'm getting fired. So what did I do? I picked up a duffel bag and I took the train down to the mall and I went in the salon, started packing my stuff. <laughs> and everybody's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, Robert's going to fire me tomorrow. He told me to meet him here at 9 a.m. And I am not going to get fired. I already have a new job. 
already have a new job right now. And I did. Um, and they were like, Marcus, wait, wait, wait. And I was like, what? She was like, it was a joke. And I was like, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Robert called me. He was like, Marcus, we had Robert call you. We were sitting right here while he did it. And we all laughed afterwards. And I was like, are you all kidding me? Because now I have to call this lady and tell her it was all a joke and I'm not coming to work for her. Now. Oh my goodness. Right. But I ended up going to work for her anyway, like a couple months later. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, it was scary because I was living alone. It was like, I had my own apartment and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I need oh rent. I need a job, blah, blah, blah. And Robert came in. He was like, Marcus, I'm so sorry. They made me do it. They made me do it. I was like, you're the owner. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you, uh, how'd you get a job so quick? You got a job and like, oh, I called hours. immediately. There was, it was the, uh, it was the salon owner that took me to ocean city for the hair. Oh, show. so she already had a relationship. I already had a relationship. Ah, yeah. And that's why it's good to network. <laughs> you gotta know people. You gotta know people. So yeah, anytime I was getting fired, I knew I was going to have a job somewhere. Yeah, totally. Nice. <laughs> but I've never gotten fired from a salon. Amen to that. <laughs> the last awesome. thing I want. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, I I think this was great. It was a pleasure having you, and um, I hope to have you on again. I I this conversation made me think of some things that maybe we could have future conversations about, but. Um, until then, thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. I'll see you again next time. Take care. All right. Peace, y'all. Bye. <laughs>